0: Hey knife, they got a long way to go, homie I mean, I hear them talking, but you know, it's like the sample says, you know They got a long way to go, because when they talk, it's like I gotta lean to the side just to listen to them Because they talking out the side of their mouth I'ma put them on the SK Special level. Another beautiful day where the cement is Liquor stars twist and raw, those is prefixes I know the corner like my sneaker size So when you speak of the curve, it's like you speak of sky You see me ride on my H.O.P. like my mother named me So you can't show me nothing about making a flip I was born with it, sort of like I was drawn with it So I'm gon' get it, in the heart of the stone with it I'm a broad difference, But now ladies and blue juice Barbecue, sunflower season fruit loops Live from the 718 to the death of this married the code i proposed that she accepted it as far as the m.i.c i does this in my sleep a pen a song before you get on beat word they only hating because they want an
1: abuse and the way i'm on the drummers drum is, is a performer and he really he really leads on his pen whereas a lot of guys i think a lot of you know so-called rappers they they sort of you know try to lift them they, they sort of try to brag on how easy it is for them to express themselves as rappers, or they do stuff like they do and say stuff like, "Well, uh, I don't write lyrics and stuff like that." Like that's not the type of guy Skaiz who is. He's really literate in general, and he and his work speaks to people who are literate. So it's you know we talk about literate or literature. You speak, you're talking about works that speak not only to the present, speak to the present times and speak to people and people and you know, people's general sense of self, it also speaks to other works of art. So, you know, I, yeah, whether it's something like a, you know, a, a little little regarded movie like Strap or, you know, a Spike Lee movie, or, you know, or past, you know, past, No, I'm definitely we definitely gonna get into his influences in regards to uh, using jazz samples and stuff like that. The way that he, you know, incorporates past, you know, works and stuff, you know, known works and and otherwise into his his uh, beats and his you know his his songs is it it speaks to the kind of mind that dude has. So you know, yeah, we definitely gonna get to stuff like that. But uh, yeah, as we. he should be on snorly. I think I told him uh, about five after. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how <laughs> how soon he co- he comes on. But uh, in the meantime, how how things been with you, man?
2: I mean, I mean they've they've I mean overall been all right. I mean, dude, like I don't know. I mean, it's it's a terrible thing to compare it to. But like every time I you know think you know I'm having a challenge or look at whatever limitations that are going on in life. I you know, I talked to somebody at home and I'm like, God damn. Uh I mean, yeah. I I I I I talked to my my aunt who lives at your old building and she was giving me some, me some more horror stories this past weekend about them. And I was just like oh, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, she, she mentioned it's it's good times level bad over there or coming to America level bad over there. And I'm just like ah. <laughs> And I, yeah, you know, and it's it's really interesting because unfortunately, when you, you know, not to go too far deep in, but when you establish a certain, you know, background with somebody, they don't trust you. So I share this information with my pops. I'm like, he's like, nah, she's lying. So I was like, I was like, well, Kyle could, could, confirm, could confirm that with you. I mean, he can't tell you about the newest, latest, crazy, but he could tell you about what's been going, what was going over there during his experience, you know, when yeah, he was there.
1: Good, I got a couple of good stories. Well, yeah,
2: I, yeah I, I let him know. I let him know to hit you up because, you know, fortunately, he he he's very cynical, just in, in general, and um, you know, you know he, he. Well, I mean, that's not. I mean, that's not his. That's not where he. I mean, that's not where he works. I mean, that's so he. Don't, he wouldn't know about you know. Fortunately, about what's you know in that area, and for and ironically enough, that's probably one of the few. Real problematic landlords over there. I mean, there's, I mean, they, you know, they kind of, a lot of them kind of got bought out. I mean, you know, they sold their stuff. The ones that was problematic, a lot of the time, they sold their buildings to other people. Yeah, they didn't yeah,
1: they really care about their buildings anyway.
2: Right. So, the, I mean, it, so they kind of phased out of the game. So, you know, a lot of it over there is like more like leaning towards the luxury rental thing right now and that building is kind of old school in its approach towards things even though it may try to present otherwise and mm-hmm. I think so you know for me just having those having those conversations just always keeps things and uh, you know reference to me and then you know talking to even talking to other family members and friends I talked to you know I, you know Tremaine I talked to Tremaine and I had heard from her in a year and you know she. So it's just when you have those conversations with people back home, unfortunately, you don't get a whole lot of good news. I think the only the recent good news is they caught, and then they caught the dude who did the Humble Park murder during the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Yeah, he was.
1: I mean, in, he, was he was out. It was out in Cali. Uh, Di-
2: he was in. Yeah, he was in San Diego. I mean, like I don't know. and I saw how like old he was, I'm like, dude, you too damn old to be involved in this. Just ignorance. I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's a whole, a, that's a whole a story, man. That that whole thing, man. But
2: man, yeah, I, 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 yeah,
1: we we'll build on more, you know, what craziness going on in Chicago, but uh I'm glad to uh introduce our guest this evening, the only Sky Zo. So. Peace, peace. How you doing, brother? Brothers, how you doing? Uh, we good, man. We uh, you know, really appreciate you coming on and building with us, man. And uh, really uh, and look forward to been looking forward to this conversation. And uh, you know, glad to see that you're doing well. And uh, you know, I'd say join and joining us here this evening, man.
3: Thank you, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, it's it's love, man. I'm ready to break it down.
1: Yeah, yeah, we you know, we got a lot. Of- uh, you know, we, we, we ain't gonna try to hold you too long tonight, but you know, we do got quite a bit of things with you know, because we've been, I think, me and Dave have both been following you for about the the bulk of your pretty much the entirety of your career. And I think you've been, um, uh, you know, I was, I was gonna go over your discography a little bit for those who don't know as well. You know, you, I, I believe it's been like 15 years you've been releasing projects, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the three-day hive came out in 06 yep. and, you know, now you you released uh, another album here uh, in 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 2021. A lot has gone on in, you know, in your life. You've become a father you've, you know, seen a lot of the world and the industry and everything. And, you know, it, it's, it's really, you know, as we've grown too, as adults, you know, you know, we, you're, you're really an artist who I think me and Dave have really grown with and we're all about the same age, right. so it's like we've seen a lot together. So it's really it's, it's, it's weird how those things, you know, I, I'm just thinking about those sort of things and combining, you know, uh, and, and, and combining sort of things. But, you know, I, I guess I just want to start, I want to start off though with a couple of interesting things that mm-hmm. I'm glad to go to right away because, you know, you, I don't talk to many native New Yorkers, you know, I've been talking to many New Yorkers who've been lifelong New Yorkers. And um, it's funny, our last show, we titled it uh, Everything is 730. And, you know, that that little bit of, uh, of slang, I wanted to confirm something with you, like the the origins of that slang, the, did it come from, you know, I, I hope you know, did it come from the, uh, the the hands on the clock or did it come from like a police scam a scan number
3: i just knew it meant crazy yeah you just doing the definition it like this kid yeah. like 7 30 yo he crazy he wow oh yo it's 7 30 out here it's crazy like we just knew it was crazy you know what i mean like that was that was how i knew it as a kid i don't think i ever really dug into the origins of it myself it was just you know with slang everything is context and that's why we have such a unique way about how we speak as black folk from the inner city because everything is context somebody could say one thing, and it means something. You could say the exact same thing five minutes later, and it means something else because it's all context. So, you know, I just knew it was crazy. Like, yo, that it's crazy, but that's seven thirty. You know what I mean? Like that. That was how I knew it growing up.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I just, I just had that on my mind because, like I said, that was yeah. our last show that we had, and you know, that was this particular thing because we had started at at that time, seven thirty. But we was also oh. going to a lot of crazy shit that was going on am, in the world. That was yeah. sort of our thing for the episode, but uh it, it and one another thing that uh, I wanted to go into in that episode that we actually didn't get into was the the anniversary of the Nas joint. It was written, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's actually uh, something that you cite on on your on your new album. There's yeah. a line that goes uh at seven the God hour. That's if you follow the tradition started by the school block for the apology, you said. And yep. uh I just I just wanted to give right quick, like your thoughts on, you know, if you had any thoughts on Nas in particular, but just the whole idea of sort of cause what one thing that I really uh as far as a theme or an overall arching sort of critical view of your of this, uh, this album is it really shows your ability to bring the classic hip hop flavor and hip hop, you know, standards, you know, put it together with a sort of progressive thought and progressive way of expression that, that you have naturally as a writer. And, uh, you know, your references, your ability to reference musically and, you know, lyrically, the past and, and the stuff that brought you up and made you into who you are is really, you know, again, that's something that really uh, resonates with me because again, I've seen so many of the same things that you see in real time, those same artists. So, you know, for you, how is, is, is was that important for you that you are uh, sort of, that you sort of carry on those certain, uh, you know, lyrical or musical standards as, as you made this album in this particular project? And, you know, what, what did it mean for you? Like I said, what does it mean for you and, you know, what was that? How much was that a part of your creative uh, process for this album?
3: Uh, it means a ton, you know, it's, it's for sure a, a part of my makeup musically, but it's not something I set out and say, okay, I got I to gotta take a Nas line off this album to remind people of the real and it just happens organically. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just writing and it just happens because that's the stuff I listen to as if it just came out. That's the stuff that I love. You know, I listen to It Was Written in Illmatic and Ready to Die, Reasonable Doubt, Liquid Swords, Purple Tape, Iron Man. Like, that's the stuff I listen to on the regular. You know, if I'm not listening to jazz, I'm listening to that type of stuff. I keep my ear to the new stuff, of course. But, um, you know, a lot of my time, if it's not jazz, a lot of my hip hop time is that type of stuff. So. I'm just tapping in on the stuff that, that I love, but I'm not consciously saying I gotta go grab a so and so line to keep it authentic. Nah, not at all. Like, it, it just comes with it. But going to the Nas part real quick that you mentioned, just because I feel like he deserves it. Uh, I mean, I absolutely love Nas. You know, Nas is one of the guys who, from afar, of course, raised me musically. You know, there's guys who raised me musically and lyrically Big J, Nas, The Genius, Jada Kiss, Mace, Most Def, quali Black Thought. Those are the guys that raised me lyrically, you know, and raised it me is. as far as. And um, so you can hear all those guys in my music without a doubt. You know, yeah. you watch the ball player play. You know, I'm a, I'm a Penny fan. You, you see him, you know, sitting right behind me. And yeah. you knew Penny was raised by Magic Johnson even before he ever met him. You know, Magic raised Penny without ever meeting him, you know, because you could see it in his game. So it's the same thing with me. You know who I was raised on because you can hear it in me. You know, I don't sound like those guys but I sound like a hybrid of inspiration from those guys. You know, no one's ever said, yo, that's a fake Nas or a fake Jay. You're never going to get that. But what you will get is I know he grew up on the real. You can hear it, you know?
1: Yeah. that And that's, you know, that's the quality, I think, that really makes, you know, that's really allowed me to really keep you, as, as, keep you up as one of my favorite MCs, your ability to synthesize those previous people who have, who have established, you know, what hip-hop is, those previous influences, and just, like, you know, use your own voice to further advance the culture and further establish yourself as, you know, who you want to be in this game, too. That's that's important. That's the value. That's really the thing that all writers of all types try to do. We try to, you know, uh, work with our influences, but, you know, not be... Uh, So burdened by them that we can't formulate our own voices.
3: Right, no, hundred percent. You know, I always say when I make music, my music is—I never sit down and say I want to make music pretending it's '95, '96, man, because I just, I just can't get out of that era. No, not at all. My music is what would music, what would hip hop sound like today if what was winning in '95 and '96 never died down? if it just continued to grow up. So this this kid in 95 is now an adult in 2021. What yeah. would he be? That's, that's what the music is, the kid being hip hop, right? Like if that sound and that style and that attention to detail and lyricism and the production and all that stuff that was running things in 95, 96, if that stuff just continued to grow up and elevate and mold and and you know just just turn into something and just grow. What would it sound like? Well, it would sound like this. If that sound no, never died.
1: Take- you know? Definitely, definitely. I, I want to take it take it back to sort of that area that area of time in a minute, and based off of one of one of the better songs on your your project with uh, the one we you talk about, observing Biggie. But uh, I I know Dave is interested to to say something here, so I'm gonna let Dave.
2: Uh, <laughs> So, no, what I was going to say is that even when you put yourself kind of in, the you know, as far as influences by the the canon of the greats, I mean, I think one thing that I can kind of say to, you know, to attest to you and even kind of not necessarily a slight to them is that your quality control has always been consistent. I mean, if anything is like that, there's not like albums that I really can like pick out and say, I like this album better than the other, or say this out, or you can pay like favors, but you can't necessarily say, "Well, this last album wasn't as good. This right. one is better." Right. And, afor- and unfortunately, what I can and I can kind of do that, and I can personally attest to that with some of the greats. I mean, Kyle and I have had that conversation with, like, the Nas, um, and just some of like the quality control, and it may not even be rhymes, but maybe from a production standpoint, being you know, some albums be stronger than others. But that's been one of the testaments to you is that you're consistently, you know. I guess strong on each album you may just t- touch on different subject matters but the, the content and the consistency is there so that's one big thing and then also and I don't know when we were going to kind of get into this lane but one thing that I also like is that there's a reoccurring of themes so on this album what money taught us which I, I for some reason thought was like the last cut I think used the same sample as uh, short money and uh, peddlers things you correct me if I'm wrong it was very similar Long money. Yeah, long money, correction. Yeah. Long money. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, no, it, it's it's um it's not the same joint, but it's the same group. It's off the same album. Oh okay. But so but I get why, because that whole album feels like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that whole it, it's a album uh from a band called Cortex. And their whole joint, if you don't have it, get it. It's insane. It's it's all French. There's not a lick of English in it, but it's a, a French jazz album from the seventies. That sure. mad people chop stuff off of there from MF Boom to Rick Ross. Like, you know what I mean? It's a really, really great album. It's a producer's dream come true. Um but the whole thing has that vibe. So it's two different
2: joints. But oh okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And Long Money was my favorite song on Peddler's things until I heard Bamboo. And one of the things that, you know, when I found out with the source material, Bamboo, is, I asked myself, like, how the hell did he take such a terrible, uh, uh, I can say terrible movie. Yeah, <laughs> challenging challenging movie. I mean, the movie. Don't do challenging, a challenging movie for the time. I mean, and, you know, I understand the 90s was kind of like a time where people were trying different things to appeal to urban audiences. So right. I do understand why Strapped, you know, was A made. lot of those
1: movies were financed the way that they could have been, you know.
3: Right, that's a, that's a big part of it. You know that they didn't give the budgets to them the way they would have gave it to people who looked a little different. But but go ahead. You were saying how, how did I take the movie and- and, and
2: and you took a movie that, at least in my personal opinion, it's not one of my favorite '90s, you know, hood movies. Right, right. And, and took it and made it not only into a dope song but a dope video, like yeah. I, like like a uh, bamboo. It was probably up until this album was probably one of my consistent played you know songs just personally because that the, the drums and the horns on that is insane yeah. and I've been trying to find a sample but I can't find a sample. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if there's a sample. I
3: gotta ask Mark, my man Mark Infinite did that. Um,
2: I, I thought it was incredible. I wasn't sure if it was an incredible Bongo Band like the the not the horns but the
3: the drums and all that. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean he's from DC, so if it was that would make sense because bongo and percussion and all that dc stuff but i don't know i'll ask him now i'm curious um yeah no nah, i appreciate yeah. that yeah bamboo i remember when i did that when i heard the beat i was like oh my gosh When I, did, boom, 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 I was like oh my gosh like where's the pen i need to write right now you know what i mean like sometimes you write and it's just overflowing like if you're catching water and it's just spilling out like that's what i was like yo where's the pen like i got it right now and um it just came to me like that. The first thing that came to my mind, I said, My man said that he bamboo on the steps, and it just boom. You know what I mean? It just. It just oh, oh, oh.
0: My man said that he bamboo on the steps. Tell him what you can and can't do for a tech. My man said that he bamboo on the steps. Tell him what you can and can't do for a tech. And he said, the strap black like Fab Five Apparel. Sweet 16 running laps out of the barrel. Said a sing lullabies of the rap. You like the carol ducking that is like juggling laps with a Camaro. Count turning the wind when there's a market. Yeah, both sides up, it just came in there for a talk. Yeah, one got a bottle, oh, we ain't covered in sparklers. The other got a dot, aiming a, aim and a God, you right. Empty that in your rapper jump out the room Word of mouth, murder out, connecting you like a loop Put your name in the lights or whatever you might assume To your reps So had at your weapon, none un- gotta groove Said the purchase is as sweet as a mill of Strip something down with a bow, no cupids Both hands on, make it easy for you to shoot with Hands up, or tell you you need it before you do it Well, my man said that he bamboo on the steps Tell him what you can or can't do for a tech my man said that he been on the steps. One by one, hand in hand, what is connecting? My man
2: said that he been on the steps. He's He's have you F- BX, and, it's not, and it's not very big, and mm-hmm. it would be playing at top of the volume.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites, too, man. It was cool when Fredro tapped in and he was like, yo, this shit is incredible, man. And then we wound up working off of that. Like, I was on the last Onyx album off of that because he heard that and he he hit me on the gram. It was like, yo, that shit is incredible, man. Like, wow. And then we just switched info. And then he was like, yo, we about to work on this next Onyx joint. And I was like, "Oh well, hell yeah, I'm in. Like And, you know, the last joint, uh, Black Rock, I'm on that album. OK. OK. Well,
1: that was since... Since we're into, uh, that that sort of goes to a place I want to go into in a minute with uh, you know, meeting other, you know, idols and stuff like that. But but before, since we're talking about samples and stuff, I, w- I want to get back to the the new album. And, um, you
3: can't talk about samples too crazy because then we get in trouble. So. You
2: and Spike started. must be good friends because I heard it's a lot of you do the right thing in that album.
3: Yeah, well, you know, Spike is my man because we, um, you know, what did yeah. Spike was with my hero? We did the video, like, Spike is my homie, you know what I mean? Like, we text all that, like, Spike is my man.
1: I was, I was, I was gonna see, I might I want to ask about that too, but whether we I see, I'm, I'm
3: trying to music samples, even what yeah, we did yeah. now yeah. was a little touchy, but it was cool, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But movie samples, yeah, we, we, we could fly, we could let that fly, yeah.
1: Well, but, but, well, see, the music samples, I think, are pretty. Uh, well, I hope you cleared them, but they're pretty obvious. They, they're, they're yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah, you know, this recognizable. One the yeah. yeah, like what? Yeah. A, what? A, the first one I wanted to ask though was about. uh See, I gotta, I gotta get the pronunciation. Kurt, uh, uh Kringben, I should say. God, Krungben, yeah. yeah. So you you yep. recognize that on the uh, on the ish track? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Were, were you up on them? When, oh, when, 100%. 100%.
3: Yeah, I put that together. I sent that to Mark, like, yo, let's flip this. I, I put that together. Okay. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of them, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a. They, 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 I told Dave a little bit about it too. I don't know how much you listen listened to him, Dave, but that's a track called uh White Gloves, right, I think?
3: I don't know. you um,
1: we just – we've been <laughs> – I do I got that track. But I, I see. i but let me let me stop there Let me stop. Know, but <laughs> let me stop. Yeah, but I, I, got I got let's that track. I got to Let's talk about the
3: lyric. Nah, but they but, but um, fall, minute, but, when when you talk about like how, how you was talking about my catalog and I didn't get to thank you for that because I know we rolled right into a question. So I appreciate how you felt about that. Just talking about how I've never had you know a um how I've never had a dud. You know I don't believe in that man. I don't I don't believe in duds. You know we're not doing that over here because you're absolutely right. All of our favorites. We could look at him and be like, yo, I love so-and-so. He had that one joint that wasn't that great. We skipped yeah. that. But everything else was great. I'm blessed and fortunate enough to be able to say, you you can't say that about me if you're being honest. Yeah, you could try to be funny. But if we're being honest, you can't say that about me. Every joint, when it comes out, people talk, yo, this might be one of the albums of the year. Yo, this the album. Yo, I don't know how you're going to top this. And then a year later, I top it. And they're like, yo, we did it. Yo, I don't know how you're going to top it now. Like, you know, so that's... That's just a testament to, one, God-given talent, thank God. And then, two, just my competitive nature of just wanting to continue to be better. Like, no matter how nice I am, just wanting to continue to be even nicer today than I was yesterday, you know? So, saying all that, the way you feel about that, that's how bin is. Like, everything they drop is insane. There's no duds. Yeah. Like, every, every album, every project, every song is absolutely insane from them. Like they, but, definitely got a sizable catalog. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah.
1: well, like I say, I'll stay away from specifics, but it. I want to. I do want to get into your penchant for jazz and your penchant Absolutely. for you know, like I say, your love for for that type of music because that's that's something that I share as well. And I think that you know, I think Dave, you know, as well. Like like jazz is just for me. There's nothing better than the the fusion of jazz and hip hop. Like mm-hmm. you know when you know whether it's old school stuff like Gangstar and uh, uh you know tribe and you know the all this, that, that type of classic yeah you right. know that type of classic hip hop or even stuff to uh you know in the modern day like you know I I I listen to something like uh, uh the joint off or really a lot of that uh uh My Commie album this year Uses the jazz effectively as well, you know. As much as, you know, a, a, a short of you, like I've heard, like from what I've heard recently, you know. But uh, you know, a lot of cats like that, you know, uh, a, a lot of cats are open to using those type of beats. But you really have been, you know, throughout the, your your career, have just really set, really set that tradition, uh, you know, uh, kept that tradition alive. I should say. And uh, you know, you, you've done. I know you've done things like a, a a playlist that you have on Spotify that you keep. Uh, you know, right. a weekly set of, of, of jazz records and stuff like that. And you know, what? Why? Why is jazz such a uh, you know important part of your life and such a you know a, a compelling you know a source for you as as an artist to to keep in your music?
3: Uh. It's just the dopest thing in the world <laughs> is jazz, you know like i'm I'm a huge jazz head uh it started two part fold it started um started as a kid, but I wasn't into it as a kid, and I remember being a kid and my pops being a jazz head, and him he would like play jazz in the car and then I would flip it back to hip hop so we would go back and forth. Between jazz and hot ninety seven, and then we would like playfully argue, and he would be like, Yo, stop touching the radio. And Mm -hmm. I remember saying to him, I would say, This music is stupid. It doesn't even have any words. And I remember he said, One day, this stupid music is gonna be something you in love with. Because for me as a kid, I was a writer my whole life. You go back to my kindergarten report cards, all they talked about was my language art skills. Like I was a writer my entire life. You know, it definitely was something God given. So as a kid, I was looking for the writing. I was looking for the words. I was looking for the stories. And I was like, I literally said, yo, this music is stupid. It doesn't even have words. And he said, you're going to love this stupid music when you get old. I bet you. So fast forward later, I'm in college and I'm watching uh, Mo' Better Blues. Because when Mo' Better came out, I was like eight years old. So I had no business watching Mo' Better. You know what I mean? Like, sure. girls got joints out and all that. Like, I had no business watching <laughs> Mo' Better, eight years old. You know what I mean? So I saw Mo' Better later on. But it might have been like my second or third time really, really watching it. And um, I think I was like freshman in college and I just fell in love. That's when it hit. So it's kind of like my pops threw the rock up and Spike caught the alley and yammed it. You know what I mean? Like it was like they did it together. Like as far as getting me into jazz, uh, my pops started it. He threw the alley up. My pops just came in and 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 hit him, you know, with, uh, and Spike came in and hit him with the yam. So, um, yeah, when the movie went off, man, I went and bought the CD of uh, Love Supreme and then I bought the CD of Kind of Blue, and that was it. I was in. I was like, I don't really want to listen to nothing else. So that was, well, I was a freshman in college in, what, 2000, 2001? So it's been 20 years of me just being a jazz head. And just now I got this ridiculous jazz vinyl collection. And OG, I mean, dudes older than my pops be like, yo, man, I don't know how you got some of these pieces, man. Like Your, your collection is phenomenal like wow and I'm like yeah I, I've been 20 years in now just digging you know what I mean so like I'm a jazz head and, and it shows in the music so when I started making my music as far as my career you know I'm incorporating all the stuff I love you know I love dirty drums and you know gutter drums and in the street as far as the, the drum aspect and I love the melodicness of jazz and, and you know how that comes together and but doing it right a lot of people try to do it and they do it wrong, you know, but then they get credit because, oh, it's jazz. Like, so it must be great musically. And like, you could do a lot of things and, and jam it up, you know? So it's about doing it right. And if you don't know the history and the culture and the music, you don't have that ear for it, you're going to jam it up. You're not going to really be able to pull it off right. So I love the fact that I'm able to pull it off in a
1: unique way. Mm. That that ability, that ability, that that willingness to fine tune and to really, you know, have attention to details. That's something, that's something again, that I don't, you know, I don't know as many rappers and, and know them as personally as you do, but it seems from observing from the outside that that sort of attention to detail isn't, uh, it, it isn't widespread in the game. So I don't know, but it, would you say that that's the case or, you know, do you do you think you're rare in that in that in that area or is it is Yeah, is for sure. Just, I mean, there's other people. You know, there's also
3: a lot of people trying to, you know, like I, I see the people that study what it is as far oh like how I'm doing it and then try to do it like I'm seeing it and that's cool. That's fine. I don't I don't take that in a negative way. It's positive to know that I'm I'm influencing so many people. You know, I talk about it on the album where. You know, I said, you know, how can I be appalled when they was raised by me? You know, I said on, on, a, I was supposed to be a trap rapper. I said shout to all the hybrids who followed on my road. Like I mentioned it throughout the album. I said it on Soft Eyes. You know, I talked about, you know, how they came from me. You know, like so. It, you know, I, I see it, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. You know.
1: And and I gotta. I let you get back in a second thing, but I had to to keep the. I kept this bookmark today. Uh, Benny on uh. Benny the Butcher on, on Twitter saying you the Oracle. You yeah, know, my brother. Every time right? I see him, he
3: say that. Every time I see Benny, he say that. And I see Benny all the time because that's my fam. You know, what I mean, you know, the whole Griselda team. Those are like my brothers. Like we be at yeah. each other's house. You know what I mean? Like, I remember.
1: Yeah, I remember one of the first times I heard Gun. It might have been the first time was on that that track with you with the uh, with the Tribe sample that they that the yeah
3: on um, on, on luxury luxury you know.
1: yeah. Yeah, that, sure. that was yep. that the first time I first heard.
3: First thing we did was on his tape. uh We did relax. That was 2014. Yeah, definitely. So those guys is family. Like my pops, my pops did the catering for West baby shower for his kid. You know what I mean? Like oh. those guys are my family. You know what I mean? But um,
2: okay, every time you I did, say, speak of your you know,
1: father having a restaurant in Atlanta on the album too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: well, yeah that, that's for us. Baddest chick you ever seen, nigga. Like pull up bottles, all night like she wanna shit. You know we here for the luxury, yeah. You know we here for the luxury, yeah. Until we filthy with that bankroll. No, we for the Crowns all around, yeah. we about to win Luxury talk, yeah, everybody want in All day once, with it till it ends Counting up together, same as it been Crowns all around, we about to win Luxury talk, yeah, everybody want in All day once, with it till it ends Counting up together, same as it been Know what we about, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. This
3: guy got on that on that fly guy And he was talking all this, this drug and coke and gun stuff Nah but I'm able to get on a record like that and be myself and not be out of place, still do what I do, but make perfect sense on the record. And then, I mean, you look at, um, you look at music for my friends. You got uh, See a Key with Kiss, and then the very next song is Money Makes Us Happy with Black Thought and Bilal. Those couldn't yeah. be two different worlds of artists, but they make perfect sense on those two songs make perfect sense on that album. They make perfect sense going back to back with one another, and I make sense on both records. That never happens. Like, I, and this isn't me gloating. This is me just keeping it a bean. Like, I don't know how many artists can do that type of thing, and it makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do records with Little Brother, and then do records with Styles and Jada Kiss, and then do records with Black Thought, and then do records with Kwali, and then do records with Griselda, and then do records with Sean Price. I don't know too many people that can dance in those worlds the and version. not lose a
1: two-step. You know
2: what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: It's, you that authenticity the, the,
2: the whole time. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, your versatility is definitely, you know, renowned in that space. Not, not necessarily to be able to, appear, to pair with them people and not necessarily be able to blend in with them at the same time or feel like you have to, you know, outdo them. You know, you have your own lane and you crafted it well. And you mentioned a Key, and a Key is a great song that kind of, you know, that references what it is without yeah. necessarily getting into just being basic with it and mm-hmm. I think and I, and I, and that's what if whatever, and if that tests to your skill you know technical skill too Because, yeah. I mean you can kind of it you can compare you can compare it to na's tech on the dresser without necessarily you know similar oh you know or a gun or I gave you power and sometimes right. it's, it it's the same level of just creating a metaphor or you know for what. Yeah, something else that with somebody it. else.
3: Yeah, and talking about it without th- there's a way to do it, and it's a very thin line of like talking about it without glorifying it and being like, yo, we out here yet, but then also not shitting on it. Like drugs are bad and guns are bad and say no to like there's there's a thin line that you walk that you gotta really dance on, and not a lot of people are able to do that. And that's something I've been doing since day one. I mean, I was just talking to somebody about this. The very first record people heard of me outside of New York was the Bodega. It was mm-hmm. a knife one to beat, and I was talking yeah. about my man being outside with pieces and the hammer on them, and what goes on at the corner store, and how much you could cop for on an underground backpack knife one to beat. And every part of it made sense.
2: Yeah, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned, that, that you mentioned the Bodega, and that's still one of my favorite one favorite songs by you and favorite samples by Knife. I can't even watch The Wire without thinking about that song. Like certain shows, like The Wire, I can't even watch them without thinking about that song just because it represented what that experience is. And we don't, in Chicago, you don't have bodegas, you got corner stores, things like that. But at the same time, it resonates, you know, Mm -hmm. wherever you're at. And I think that's one thing you you definitely did well. But back to the same point as far as being able to talk about, I guess, about, you know, certain content without, glorifying that you did that well back to bamboo. Bamboo, you know, just <laughs> talking about straw purchasing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it it didn't necessarily go and say, you know what, this is great or this is just awful. It just said it just ultimately you kind of had an every man everyman view or even more of a news view of what it was. I man, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's something that really also distinguishes your ability from some of the other from from some of the other people. And I think that's unfortunate when you kind of mention influences and you kind of mentioned Joyner Lucas and you mentioned Benny. And I wonder, is there other people out there that we missing who you feel like you see influences of yourself in? Well, I don't, I don't
3: see, let me get that clear. I don't see influences of myself in like Benny and and Joyner. Not at all. I mean, they're totally doing their own thing. You know, I was just saying, those are guys that I've known for a while and that they've been getting busy and I'm family with those guys. You know what I mean? So I don't want it to seem like that's the narrative I'm, I'm painting. Cause I'm totally not. Um, They both do very different things for me musically and they do them well. Um, But there are artists out there who I see my influence all over, you know, I ain't going to get into it, but you know, there's artists out there. And and again, I'm not mad at it. It's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think like you you see over my shoulders, you, you know, you see Penny, like we talked about. And, you know, I don't think magic Johnson had a problem with Penny becoming him. You know what I mean? Like, it was like yo yeah this kid is killing it like he's the new me he's killing it you know i think that's you know what i mean so i look at it kind of like i see i see kids you know i see artists i shouldn't say kids i see artists who i know came up pressing play on a lot of stuff and still press play some of them have even told me like yo yeah man the way i the way i write the way i approach my music yeah i was listening to you in high school college it made me comfortable going this way I love that. You know what I mean? That's, that's love, you know? That, that shows what I'm doing is ringing and ringing loud, you know? Well, I
2: think yeah, we, I don't, we were one of those guys, too, I would say. So, yeah. Well, yeah, but I am in it more in a way. And I know what you kind I don't know, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think you kind of making – I guess you're trying to avoid making, like, the ghost and maybe, like, an Action Bronson-type reference. Like, you know, like I know saying, well, like, this guy's biting my style. Um. But it, you know I, the reason why I ask you is that is and Colin I've had this conversation numerous times it's just it it can get hard finding like glimpse of hope in the the younger generation as far as hip hop
3: goes. So, so that's the reason
2: why I asked that question so it's like if I'm missing somebody, who you'd be like, okay, I see some hope in that dude. I see he sound like a little bit of me, then I can know, like, oh, okay, maybe I well, need to go listen to that. That's what I mean. Yeah, I feel but you. Dave's looking you. for recommendations here. Well, okay. not, even rec- not even recommendations as much as it is, but if, you, if there's somebody you say, you know what, this is somebody who I feel like has elements of me, and this is somebody maybe, you know, this is yep. somebody you that you may it. be missing out on. And yeah. I, because yeah, most of most of the under, and you've mentioned it on, uh, I can't even, you've mentioned it on a, some, I can't even think of what the cost of sleep. And you said the new, these, these, uh, new motherfuckers built, born in the 80s are better. And then you kind of, so you, at that point of your career, you kind of like said, you know, fuck all the young dudes. I'm not saying fuck them, but you had more of a, you know, you weren't as hopeful for the people that were out in the, you know who were out at that time yeah just
3: just the climate just the landscape at the time yeah
2: right so has that so for you you know that came out in 12 is 21 almost a decade later who are Mm. the people that maybe you feel like that's some promise or even if it's not elements of you but some level of promise on the way
3: um man just people who i think are like part of the newer generation who get super busy um i would definitely say joiner you know um because he's he's a little younger uh, he's super who else um so much music out it's hard yeah. to pick because it's so much music out that it's hard to like pinpoint you know a couple here and there but then when you're reminded of them you go oh yeah that one. Oh, yeah this one you know like there's definitely
1: how much do you sit and listen and really cuz i i know you said like you listen to a lot of dance. <laughs> and listen to like, how much do you sit and listen to the guys today? Like,
3: not a ton, to be honest. Yeah. As far as like, just all this new stuff is out. Yo, you gotta hear this. You got not a ton. Not, and a not lot, a lot of stuff. A
1: lot of like you say. A lot of shit comes out every week. It seems like. And a and day, man, it, it's, every day.
3: it's it's crazy, you know, there, yeah. because there's so much room for people to make music. Anybody could go in the crib, open up the laptop, open up Garage Band set up a mic that they got from Best Buy, put it in the bathtub and record a project and put it on SoundCloud. Now that's music that exists. And some of it is really, really great and some of it is trash. But you have room to be able to do that. Like when I was coming up, it was so hard to get in a studio in 90, when I was 15, 16, it was so hard to find a studio. First time I ever touched a studio, I won a talent show in my school at 15. And the grand prize was like two hours of studio time. And I was so nervous going into the studio because I would never been in a studio before. And it was something I wanted more than anything. And, you know, it it was like you had to know somebody who knew somebody who had the bread, who had connection. Now anybody could go record. You record in your phone and upload it to Spotify or, or, you know, SoundCloud or whatever. So this, I can say, going back to your point, there's so much music out there, a ton. Like, there's so much music out there, man. So it is hard to pick through and dig through stuff, but there's stuff out there that I be catching wind of, and I'm like, oh, that was crazy. Oh, this dude is dope. Oh, this girl is dope, whatever. Like, you know, yeah. there is stuff out there that you kind of get it the, the way you got me. You just got to dig. You know, the way people found me, they was digging. I've been on the radio, but I'm not a radio artist. I'm not a guy who's on the radio all the time. Not at all. I'm on the radio every now and then. And that's cool, you know, as far as, you know, terrestrial radio. You know, I'm serious yeah. and that XM, I'm, yeah, I'm on that pretty often, but you know, you you were
1: pretty. You will you will you were really like a, a standard of the blog era as well. Oh, hundred
3: percent. The blog built me. Hundred yeah. percent. The blog built me. You know, me and uh, the Wale's and uh, you know the cool kids and the Mickey Facts and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. The Torays and like the blogs built us without a doubt.
1: I want I, I want to get into though uh, since. Not necessarily, you know, these not necessarily new guys, but people who you collaborated with, and particularly on this album. Like, you got a lot of Chicago flavor on this album as far as collaborators. Yeah. You know, I got Hadid, Kenny Keys did a beat. You know, you had the, uh, the, uh, the, bra- the Brace, the Brass Ensemble was on uh, the track with uh, Hypnotic yeah. Brass Ensemble. Yeah. So that's Chicago, too. So I, I want to speak on that real quick quick about your connection to Chicago. We've seen, I, 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 I've seen you twice here. I think you was at uh, the Elbow Room one year. I don't, you probably don't even remember these.
3: Days. I remember that. I remember yeah,
1: okay. the name. Elbow Room and mm-hmm. uh, Bourbon on Division was the most recent yep. time I saw you. Yeah, And yep. and 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 that and at that show, you performed with Phil Moore and Hadi uh, mm-hmm. and these guys who you wound up touring with a couple of years ago before the pandemic. I know for us, you know, we're friends with those guys. We've covered them for a few years and we've, you know, collaborated with them on stuff. And I know it was really exciting for them to tour with you. you know, it was like their first big national tour like that as a group. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, what what was that what was that tour like for you? And, you know, how did it, do you feel like it, it you know, how did you feel like bonding with those guys? Cause you, y'all were on the road for a while.
3: Yeah. Well, the first part of your question, as far as Chicago, um, I love Chicago. You know, it's a city where I've never had a light show in Chicago. You know, as artists come up, you do shows. Sometimes it's crazy, sold out. And sometimes it may be 40 percent of the room. You know, you might have a lighter night because it's a Wednesday in a random town in middle America. You know, like that's just a part of the game and it comes with it. I've never had a light show in Chicago because Chicago has always shown me a ridiculous amount of love. Every time I get booked for Chicago. I'm excited about it. I'm actually in the in the uh I'm actually in the middle of booking a show out there now for this summer. So I should be out there in like another month or so. But um
1: okay.
3: been doing so, some
1: spot been doing some spot shows here and there. Oh, that yeah. Been, like, I, you know, yep. It's just getting it back going it.
3: COVID. You know what I mean? You know, I I'm not doing full tours yet because of COVID, but Just bringing it back, you know, the spot dates here and there. So Chicago is happening hopefully in like a month. But anyway, Chicago has always shown me tons of love. I love Chicago. Tons of love out there, man. Every time I'm out there, I feel like I'm family out there. You know, I got so many people that show love out there. So that's the connection with that. With all the heads on the album from Chicago, that was an accident. I didn't even really realize it right away until I was putting the credits together, like, you know, typing out the credits for the art. And I was like, yo, hold up. (laughs) Kenny Keys, High D, Hypnotic, DJ. I was like, yo, this is a Chicago yeah, album. DJ, like. yeah. And then all three, um, all three records that we dropped as singles were Chicago assisted. You know, the first joint produced by High D, featuring Hypnotic Brass, both from Chicago. The second one, uh Kenny Keys produced it, Chicago. The third one, my man Karl Marks in North Carolina produced it, but BJ is on it, Chicago. All three singles is Chicago affiliated. I'm like, man, they better buy every piece of this album. This is they album as much as it is. We're Brooklyn there. We're Brooklyn.
0: We're Brooklyn there. We're Brooklyn. We're Brooklyn At.
1: Remember we
0: True as you and me, there's a mayor on every block. Singing the dramatics and playing with Ready Rock <laughs> Usually it seems like he's waiting to catch a drop. You clinging to his habits, he's saving you from a spot. Round of wave work, jewels in the ground, hit the pay dirt. Love is love, you in good hands, Dennis Haysburg Openly protected by who you be neck and neck with. See so you looking over like, look at what they done made work. Circle in the block, I know your call before you start. Put your phone down, Pierre Morse to the heart, where the whole of that? Love it or leave it, we afforded that. 20D batteries, count them wrong, bought them back. <laughs> Attracted to what you see on the screen, but then thinking you could be it to keep what you need. Keep it cold, shit is cold, you don't need me to leave. Word to God, there's nothing to let you be who you be. I mean for real though, there's a 5 in to stop. 30 floors up, Burn the vibe, play out the sky. I had a view worth a mill, but views get for real and views you get killed when you ain't hit a fire this a fire selling the stock. 30 floors up, burning by cloud the sky. I had a view of a but views get for real. And views you can when you went here by Please, Philly, don't let this happen to you. Please, Atlanta, don't let this happen to you. Please, dv don't let this happen to you. Please, LA, don't let this happen to you. Please, Detroit, don't let this happen to you. Please, Chicago, don't let this happen to you.
3: Phil, Phil got it. great work. Concepts is great, you know. The music is super dope. Like Phil is, Phil is super dope. Right,
1: and then yeah, I, I figured like when, when Dave was talking about how you come across people, that sort of got to be one of those pleasant surprises that you have as an artist when you, you know, yeah. you know maybe sure. you come across a beat from somebody like a Hadi or or you find yourself on a track with a with a film and You like okay, this is another dude who gets it in the game. And you, you, right. know, you
3: feel like you're a little, yeah. Like you said, yeah. Like you said, Dave. The hope. You know what I mean, like that. That's a cool way to put it. So definitely,
1: yeah. Look good, Dave.
2: No, I was gonna say that you mentioned the tours coming up. I you was gonna say, how was your show at the Catch One? I, I was supposed to be there, then like, I got sick, unfortunately.
3: Um. Oh, in LA. Yeah. I was like, which one was that? Yeah. No, I was super dope. Super dope. Yeah. That was uh the second show back since COVID. It was super dope. Had a blast. Crowd was great. Rocked out. Yeah, it was a good one.
1: Okay. Yeah, Dave's out in L.A., actually. He's from Chicago, but he's moved out. Oh, okay. Okay, got you. Yeah, Yeah, i have to catch the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but we're going to wrap up soon, man. Like, really, really appreciate uh, you uh, coming on with us, man. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff I probably could still go into you into. Uh, into it with with you, but um, right. you know, just you know, going back to this to this album again, and uh, like I said once I wanted to get into before we we went off was that great St. James liquor track, and uh, again getting back to your history and your you know your place in hip hop and the the past and reaching back to the past and informing the present and the future, so, you know, you've been there. Talk tell that story about seeing Biggie on the block and, you know, having that experience around him, can you just speak to, you know, what it meant for you to have that sort of experience coming up and, you know, how is it, you know, how did it inform or sort of, you know, galvanize you as a person and as an artist and, you know, into getting yourself into hip hop?
3: Yeah, I always say, you know, just being from over there and just watching all that, that was all the inspiration I needed. You know, when, when you're a kid, especially rhyming as a kid. I started rhyming when I was nine. And from day one, I was like, this is what I'm doing with the rest of my life. It never was a hobby. It was a passion and a love and something I saw as a career later on. So, you know, I'm nine years old. So now you fast forward 11, 12 years old, watching Big go from the guy on the corner to the guy everybody in hip hop is talking about and the albums all over the place. And, you know, the song is on the radio all day and they're shooting a video in the neighborhood on the block up the block across the street from where we be every day, you know, so you talk about inspiration. That's all you need. You're like, yo, that's all you need. Just seeing it, you know, seeing it firsthand. So I didn't know big cause I was a kid, you know, sometimes people ask me like, yo, was y'all cool? And I'm like, man, I was 12. He was 21.
1: Like you, you know, was, like you, you freestyling with them in the on the clip and stuff.
3: <laughs> right? There's no, there's no 21 year olds that's cool with 12 year olds unless they hustling for them, and that that wasn't what I'm was yeah. doing. You know what I mean, so like you don't hang out with 21 year olds when you're 12. 12, 21 year olds don't think 12 year olds are cool, you know, and that's fine. So, um, but they was just the OGs up the block. It was the guys on the corner. They was the guy, if we walked to the store, we playing ball, they the ones sitting on the stoop talking about what they did last night or rolling the L or, yo, what's up, shorties? Yo, what y'all doing? Like, we was those little kids, you know? So when you see it happen from afar, but afar is really a block away, you like, yo, this is crazy. This is this could happen to me too. And, and that was all it was. Like, that was all I needed. So on St. James Liquors, I'm talking about two different types of OGs. I'm talking about guy running the street. And then the guy running the music as in Biggie. So you watching these two figures and in both verses the same way, 13 with a view of how good a crown fit. Cause to me, both of them was wearing crowns and it's the symbolism, not even necessarily directly. I'm speaking direct, but there's a symbolism also of when you that young and you looking up to these guys, they both wearing a crown. You like, yo dad, he doing it. He got this. He got that. He the man, yo, he doing it, doing it. You got the crown. That's, that's our terminology. Fit. So then the same thing with the music. Yo, he, yo, 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 he doing it, man. Blah, blah, blah. He got the crown, you know? So 13 with a view of how good a crown fit were to everyone I was running around with, you know?
2: You know, it's just to, I don't know, you got to go. But one last thing to kind of tie in, I'm sure about, have, now you've seen, was it I Got a Story to Tell? The documentary yeah. on Biggie. Mm-hmm. When you saw that, how many of his influences were kind of like a some shocker or how many of them you just, you know, listen yeah. to him as a lyricist, you just kind of yeah. assumed?
3: It it was amazing. Uh, Shout out to D-Rock. You know, D-Rock obviously is an OG um, and I know D-Rock. That's the homie. And he did an absolutely phenomenal job, you know, with that project. Uh, I think the the dopest thing about it is it wasn't typical. Like they didn't even touch how he got killed and all that. And I thought that was the dopest thing about it because we know that story. Right. We didn't know the story of him going to Jamaica every summer. We didn't know the story of his grandmoms and his uncle being the reason he even got into the music. Like, we didn't know all that stuff. You know, you, you hear when he talks about O on Missing You on um on Life After Death. I was young. I didn't know who O was, you know. I didn't. I was a kid. If I was older, I might have known who he was, but I was a little kid. I didn't know. But So now you get to know who he was. Rest in peace to him. Now you get to know. You know what I mean? So that was the, the beautiful thing about it. And the dope thing about it, too, that whole thing is my neighborhood. I know every block that they walked on. You know, like every block that that camera touched. I've touched those blocks as well.
2: well. Yeah, and what I meant more like specifically was like his jazz influence. Like I mean, his that was you incredible. Know, yeah, that was that's incredible. what I mean because yeah, like you wonder if that would have came out if he lived longer.
3: You know, I'm if sure he, it would have. I'm yeah. sure. And the way he rhymed had that type of element too, a little bit, and it also had the the Jamaican element. The way he rhymes has a very reggae, Jamaican patois element, just in the, not even the way he sound, but the cadence, like the where he stops at and where it's real technical rapper stuff that some people won't get, but where he stops and then where he starts and then where he stops again and where he still all that stuff is, is really crazy. But the jazz element was so wild to see that, man. It was so dope to see that because I didn't really know that at the time. And he do lived in the neighborhood, you know, the jazz musician lived in the neighborhood. And, I didn't really know that at the time and um I-, I thought it was that was beautiful. Yeah,
1: that's a real dope video. I don't know if you saw it kind of came out around the time he passed earlier this year, but Shock G was sort of breaking down several uh lyricists. Awesome. The that. They, awesome. they said like much like you just said, like you know, Nas nice and Big and you know, that that it's real dope when you to hear you guys speak like that about and and, and have that knowledge of technical. Ability. Yeah,
3: science. there's a science to it, and it's not taught. You know, nobody sat me down and said, yo, so when you rhyme, rhyme like this and hit that and hit this. Now, raising my son, if my son decides to rhyme one day, I'll give him the heads up on, all right, this is how you do this. This is the pocket. This is what you're looking for, whatever, whatever. But I ain't had nobody to do that for me. The guys Mm -hmm. who did it for me was the guys whose records I bought at the store. You know, my class... Was ready to die. Illmatic, reasonable doubt. It was written. Liquid swords. That was my class. You know what I mean? Thirty six chambers. Like that's how I learned to do what I do. You know, just from listening to them guys. But it's a science. It's a science behind the whole
1: thing. I got two more things I want to bring up. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, the the class, the, the the syllabus that you had coming up. You know, of albums and. You know, uh, again, I want to go back to uh, it was written as one of the, you know, the most recent anniversaries. that's that's come that seem to become a big thing now in hip hop. You know, looking back on albums and anniversaries and stuff, and you know, I've, you know, I, I've seen I've seen some people say we do it a little bit too much because we do like I saw a dude on Twitter today he said like a 13th anniversary don't be nothing, but but you know. We, <laughs> your 25th anniversary is beautiful and we've had that with uh, it was written uh this mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago and uh the stakes is high too guys shout out daylight and uh but uh as far as it was written I wanted to get your opinion on the way that that album over time has been seen and 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 accepted you know i I don't know I don't know how you felt about the album at the time but uh, you know of course a lot of people, was like, oh, Nas is shiny now. or he he doing this mafioso stuff, and you know he's not. You know they thought he was selling out in some way, and you know of course that wound up being his most successful uh, selling album. But it was also dope as hell. It always was dope. But now it's, it took. A, it seemed like it took a while for people to accept this dopeness and mm-hmm. accept this, you know, quote unquote classic status. You know. So, so, some albums gotta work into that more than others, you know. But you know, the, yeah. I just want to get your your thoughts on that, on how you know specifically that album, and also how we sort of are, uh, you know, the, the sort of standard of of classic and what what that is in hip hop and how that's sort of evolving or devolving. I don't know how do you how do you how are you sort of reckoning with that because. You know, you got a couple albums yourself. Going to be looking at twenty year anniversaries coming up soon, and you know, you have a you have a back catalog of your own that people are going to look at well beyond you know the time that you uh you know the uh, the time that you want to can keep on rapping. You know, what, what what do you think about that as an artist?
3: Uh, first part you you asked about Nas. Uh, I loved it was written soon as it came out. Still do. You know, it's uh, easily one of Nas. It's probably Nas' second best album, without a doubt. You know what I mean? Um The bag that he was in on that. You know, the reason why people feel that way about it, or why they felt that way when it first came out, they didn't want Nas to grow up. You know what I mean? They, they wanted Nas to stay the 18-year-old kid in Queensbridge on the bench, you know, chipping in on a nickel bag of, of smoke. He grew up. started making some money. He still talked about Queensbridge all over. He talked about everything going on, but he grew up. You know what I mean? So, like, it's kind of like if you look at you look at Snowfall, which is one of my favorite shows. I love Snowfall to death. The first season, they're like kids, Franklin and, and, and Leon and Ket. They're, they're literally jumping on the bed, throwing money in the air because they're so excited. By the time right. you get to season three, they're full on adults. It's only been a year between, those, between season one and three, even though it was three seasons. Season two starts four months after, you know, the storyline is four months later, so it's the same year. So it's technically a year later. They full-on adults. They're not jumping on no bed throwing 20s in the air because they're excited. They full-on adults. You know what I mean? They They got so much
1: stuff stuff, jumping off in the game. They
3: got success. They got got stress. (laughs) They got life. You know, they went from jumping on the bed, throwing money in the air to Leon running in people's house, clapping people like, yo, Nah, y'all not, y'all not obeying the laws. You know what I mean? You went to Franklin letting Avi hold two and a half mil. You know what I mean? Like, they grew up. So I'd use that as a comparison with, with the two albums where, like, Nas wasn't the 18-year-old kid in Queensbridge on the bench no more. Like, he grew up. He's supposed to have a Q45 infinite. He's doing shows, maybe getting 10 grand a night now or whatever. Like, he's not supposed to do that? Like, he's not supposed to put on some Tommy now instead of the Carhartt? Like, what you talking about? But... He didn't change in the sense of lyricism and the morals and what he talked about. They also wanted the sound to stay the same. You know, they was mad that the same producers wasn't on the album. And I love all those producers that's on Illmatic. Illmatic, to me, is the greatest hip-hop album of all time, taking myself out of it so that I don't sound biased. So if you remove my stuff, to me, Illmatic is the greatest hip-hop album of all time, bar none. But at the same time, he grew up, and Trackmasters killed that album. You know, they absolutely killed that album. There's so many records on there that I wish I had the instrumentals for. Like, it's just a fantastic album, but people wanted Illmatic Part Two. Yeah, and he's like, "I grew up. I'm not broke no more. I don't gotta chip in on a five dollar bag. I can go get a hundred dollar jar from Branson. I'm not broke no more. Like, what's up? You know what I mean? So, you know, but nah, it, it was written. It is amazing. I think people who look at it that way are just they're the idiots. So they're just stuck in this one thing. They just want everything to sound like the boom and the bap and, and you know what I mean like and it's just like you can do that
1: yeah I, I would hope that not too many people at this point are feeling that
2: way but nah. you never nah.
3: know. I would hope not nah. you know, but but back then I remember like that you know like I said back then I remember like y'all do you know the way they was trying to they was trying to hit that album but it popped mm-hmm. oh you know, it, it popped it's the one that did the numbers it's the one that took care of everything moving forward. And it's a great album. He ain't sell out nothing. The only thing he sold out was a record store. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. he ain't sell out nothing. Like, it, it's it's a hell of an album. Is it Illmatic? Nah, but it's a hell of an album. He did not lose a step. He did not lose a beat. He blacked out on every record. Like, it's great. I love
1: that album. Great album. And, 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 and in regards to, like I say, as an artist, you know, we need to things. Album. You know, I'm sure there've been times, probably, when you've gotten feedback about things that you've done, that you may have been like, "Well, there's a disconnect here." You know, did have you ever have you felt that way?
3: Honestly, not really. You know, and I, and that's one of the blessings that I've had. Like we talked about earlier, Dave mentioned it, just having a catalog that people can't really shoot at. You know, and and that's a blessing. You know, mm-hmm. God forbid that ever changes. Having a catalog that you can't say nothing about. Okay, I did this yeah. album with with Apollo Brown. I did this album with Pete Rock but they're both really great fucking albums. Like, you know what I mean? So like you may lean more towards the Apollo joint. You may lean more towards the Pete joint and that's fine. Everybody has their favorite work, but you can't be like, yo, that joint was shredded. Never. You can't say that. You know, as far as my catalog, you know, we got some joints, maybe not 20 years, but you know, some of them, I think this year is 15 for cloud nine. That's, that's the oldest one. This, this year, September makes 15 years. Um, then you got, you know, Salvation is, what, about 12 years. Um, You know, we're coming up on five with some. We're coming up on 10 with some. And it's a blessing that people can look at it like that. And the goal is 30 years from now. Heads is like, yo, the 30th anniversary of, you know, all the brilliant things. It's such an amazing album. It was a masterpiece then. It's a masterpiece now. That's That's personally what I strive for, is to make the music that lasts forever and just ring off forever and people feel connected at the hip to forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can feel it. I feel it. Yeah, you know, on a super quick, I I think the hard it's hard to compare like Nas to maybe where Sky Zoo is because also that time and and period when 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 Nas had put out it was written was considered I don't know my I don't know if it's the first or the second golden era of rap. I mean you're talking about 95, 96, 97, 94, 95, 96, 97, we're just like everybody was putting out their, you know, best Albums of work, so it was a real high bar, and it's, I guess, unfortunately, the kind of the time that we're in now, and even like post 06, it's a different era in rap, so yeah. I mean, even you know, all your works have been you know, solid, but unfortunately, there hasn't been as a high bar competition, too. I think that's a part of the other challenge as well.
3: Yeah, well, it don't know, take away too. what I do.
2: <laughs> no, 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 by no means. No, it doesn't. But what I'm saying is that Absolutely. it's just that 94 to 97 era was a high. It, I mean, you got a Hardaway jersey back there. It Like, yeah. that was a high era. You know, that was like the golden era ball. Like, that 94 to 97 oh, totally. was like total golden I mean, era to me,
3: Yeah, to me, 95 is the greatest year ever. To me, 1995 is the greatest year ever for everything from music to fashion to, you know, uh, film to sports. To me, 1995 is the year. Without a doubt. Yeah.
1: Not the, 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 Knicks, the Knicks went to the finals in 94.
3: Yeah, but the only thing about 94 and 95, man, the Rockets, they pissed me off <laughs> two years ago because yeah, I, I, a wanted the, in I wanted the Knicks to win. They rocked the Knicks. And then I wanted the Magic to win, and they rocked the Magic. So I, I ain't messed with the Rockets for a long time. I still kind of don't. I love Houston, but hey, uh, I don't really wish. mess with them because they they. <laughs> they, they
2: Hey, 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 Akeem killed y'all. Killed during Ramadan, man. That's all I'm gonna say. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, <was> bad,
3: <laughs> I love two teams as a kid. It was the Knicks yeah. and the Magic. It was the Knicks because it was New York, and it was the Magic because of Penny. You know what I mean? So, like, you know. But anyway, that that's yeah, another man. thing. But yeah, you know. So yeah, we saying the same thing. Where like, you know, that era was just different. You know what I mean? That that era was just. It was just yeah. magic. It was something. In the you know, it just popped up in my
1: head though. Is it? Was, that I said your first official project came out in 06 and that was the same year that Nas was trying to say that hip hop was dead. And you know we've been yeah, 15 was a, yeah. years behind that now. So it's like I don't know. You know? And
2: the and the, and the irony of it is with Nas is like there's it's easy to pick out like great albums out of his catalog. It's not easy to pick out like the best albums out of your catalog. I love Nas, but I mean the issue, you know, from what we the cop, the regarding the production yeah. aspects of there's it, there's a quality, yeah, there's a quality, right?
1: Dose. Right, you know, and and
3: I think the way you put that, it's, it's ill, you know, because I feel the same way with the way you know somebody is great or they have a great album or whatever. Okay, let, let's just say an album per se, let's just say one album. If an album comes out, let's take my album, all, all the brilliant things. If everybody's talking about one out, al- uh, one song, like yo, that one song is everything. You got one song but if everybody favorite song is a different song if my favorite song is bodega flowers my favorite song is culturish my favorite song is st james liquors my favorite song is soft eyes you got an album you know yeah. it's like yeah. if you go to a restaurant and everybody say, yo you got to go to this restaurant and get the the chicken palm dish that's it okay but if you go to a restaurant and they say yo anything on the menu is a go you got a great restaurant <laughs> you know what i mean like so it's the same thing like you well, said yeah. with my catalog It'd be all over the place. People love every album, but they'd be like, Yo, my favorite album, Dream Deferred. My favorite album is Celebration of Us. My favorite album, uh Music for my friends. My favorite album, All the Brilliant Things. Like that's when you know you got something. Yeah, everybody joint is different. That means it's but
2: yeah, it's everybody
3: across and the board.
2: And as much as we love Nas, we you know, I kinda yeah. point out about like a top four. You know, out of the, the catalog, they kind of stand, you know, that we say that's our favorites versus saying like the whole catalog is, is the favorite. Right.
3: It's hard to pull off a whole catalog, man. I mean, I've been dropping since 06. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's hard to pull off. I, I think I have, if you do albums, mixtapes, EPs, collabo albums, I'm at like 24 projects, 25 projects. You know, like it's hard. Milestones, bluest Note, uh, you know, Barrel Brothers. Uh, great debater Theo versus JJ. Like, it, it goes and goes and goes. <laughs> I'm mean, at like 25
1: yeah, jokes, you know so what I mean? Shout like, out to Theo versus JJ. Because, what did you, what was that Sean Thomas animation or drawing yep, on the cover there? He, he did that, yep. Yeah, from so the Moondocks, man. That's <laughs> that. I love, I love his drawing on the JJ, man.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that, that that's been my man for a while. So, he was working on, uh, I don't know if it was Black Dynamite. He was working on something at the time, but he he put some time aside for me and did that on the love. That, that's my man. So I hit him, and you know he was like, "I got you," and he he knocked that out. So yeah.
1: What one time? Right, right quick. I'm, I'm sure you have made a lot of connections, You know, throughout uh, showbiz or whatever. What what's the one? T- is there is there one time that you know you you learned of who rocks with? Your music or you just was like back or just like really just threw you like oh wow this person really really rocks
3: with you uh i'm blessed to say there's a lot of those but i think the sports stuff is what kind of gets me the music stuff i'm for i'm blessed and, and thankful for everybody who rocks with me whether they go to target to go to work or they sold 20 million records and, and there's all of that i have that whole, you know, that whole gray area is filled with people. But um, the sports people, man, like you know, like B.J. Armstrong, like that's my man. He's a huge fan and supporter. You guys are Chicago. That there you go. Um, let me see. Um, Jamal Crawford. Uh, who, you know, my man Mello. Mello's my guy. My man Mello. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the sports stuff kind of hits me the craziest because. I'm a sports guy, you know? Malcolm Jamal Warner, he's not a sure. sports but Malcolm Warner, but you know, like that type of stuff, the unexpected stuff. The people within music, they're your contemporaries and, and your peers and they're in the room with you. So I got an album dropping, you got an album dropping, you know, so everybody's hip to each other's work. But I think the people who aren't in music, who are like larger than life celebrities on their own accord, I think that's the stuff when I'm like, yo, this is, uh, wow, this is crazy, you know?
1: Okay, and we gonna wrap on this. Uh, given your yeah, I do got the theme. Second. Yeah, with, especially with the cover of uh, all the great things about uh gentrification and all that. You know, uh, is, mm-hmm. is St. James? Wicker still up uh, on the block there. Oh, uh, what is it? It's name? a pharmacy. It's a what? It's a pharmacy. It's a pharmacy. Okay. What mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the way that your neighborhood has changed over time, and and was that Man, the main I, that was the main focus right of this of your speaking on that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I made a whole album talking about how I feel about it. <laughs> it's just like, you know, um, there's good and bad with it. You know, I mean, the liquor store turning into a pharmacy is technically a good thing because it's helping people as opposed to killing people. But, uh you know, so that record is just more so about the the area and, you know, it's not about, yo, save the liquor store. Like, nah, that, that's kind of silly. It's, it's really, you know, and it's, now. it's not like it became something. But like, it's good. Pharmacy. You know, I, I used to be in there all the time filling prescriptions. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, it's just about the changes. It's just about the changes in the neighborhood. And for me, it's just when, when the neighborhood is taken from you as opposed to enjoyed with you. You know, the album not about saying, yo, if you don't look like us, don't, don't come over here. Like, no, nah, that's ignorant. You know, the album is about you can come here and enjoy this neighborhood with us. You can live with us, live next to us, enjoy it. All the things that brought you here, feel free. But don't kick us out while we're here. Don't change the way we live for your benefit. You know, you, you read the story about how Spike Lee pops with plays you know plays instruments every Sunday morning for like 40 years and people moved in next door and within three months was trying to get him kicked out of the building because they were like yo why is this jazz being played on a Sunday what are you talking about like he's been doing this for 40 years nobody has a problem with it it's one day out the week where he plays for like a half hour what are you talking about you know what I mean like you moved here because of that Because you saw more Better Blues and you saw Do the Right Thing and you saw all those things and you liked how the neighborhood looked and you was like, this is cool. Uh, There's a lot of culture here. I want to move there. And then when you get there and you're in the middle of the culture, now you want it gone because you can't sleep late because you was out drinking till 5 in the morning and you can't sleep late because he's playing piano at 11 a.m. That's your fault. You know what I mean? Like, So, you know, it's those things. That's what it's about.
1: That's what people, what people yeah. talk about colonizers. That's the type of stuff they talk about right
2: there. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it's more. I think it's. You know, I think those are the unfortunate. I mean, those are some of the stories that stick out. But it really comes down to money. I mean, it, it really comes it, down. I mean,
3: it's and it's it, about bread.
2: Yeah, you. You even. You even characterize it on. You characterize it on your on the album. I think you mentioned somebody offered uh you know, i think you mentioned somebody offered your dad to buy a building back in the day and he was passed on it and i think it's just really about unfortunately you know you know the outside force is just hey saying we can make money here and i mean it's them yeah, trying to squeeze a yeah. dollar out of anything i mean yeah. squeeze a dollar out of anything and beating right. us to it in right yeah, it's
3: about the bread yeah the brownstone owner the dude who owned the brownstone he was a cool guy too a cool older white guy he was a real nice guy um my pops was 34, like I said, on Plugs and Connections, you know. And my pops he's 34. He didn't understand. He didn't know. He never owned no Brownstone. Now he's owned multiple homes, owned a building in Atlanta, owns a restaurant now. So now, of course, but when you don't have those plugs and connections and what I meant by that and why I titled it that, when you don't have that, the, when you don't have the people around you to teach you that or to help guide you through that, then you, na- you don't understand it. You don't realize it. And that's what that record is about.
2: Somebody posted some one of those "I'm not my ancestor" comments on IG recently, and I corrected them. I was like, "One, you can't make those comments because you know, one, your ancestors didn't have the knowledge that you had, knowledge and opportunity that you have. Right. So to make those comments is real short-sighted. I mean, and and yeah. truth to be told, we our shoulders are probably are, too, are not as Strong as they were. most, most, they yeah, most, most they people do. who put that up
3: don't know what the fuck they talking about. So, yeah, yeah trying to get a certain context and a message across. They're just trying to say they ain't. They don't take shit. You know, you ain't gonna do to me what you did right. to them. But they understand the depths of what they're saying. But you know, it's part of the yeah. game, man. But yeah. um, but yeah, yeah. man. I cut it. I do got to run. But uh yeah, um, we,
1: we appreciate it, man. We we really thanks a lot for holding on as as i' you know we, we we didn't want to get you all this long but thanks for holding on with us we appreciate Not you bro we we uh, really uh want glad to hold up your music and hold you up man you really one of the the essential guys out here uh, doing hip-hop man so we wish you the best man going forward uh with your touring with this project and all your future projects man
3: Thank you, man. I appreciate y'all hundred percent. You know what I mean, and, and and I'm around, so I'm sure we'll tap in again.
1: Thank yeah, you. we definitely, I'll definitely try to get up with you when you get to Chicago, man. Definitely. Love, love to, for
3: sure. uh, see y'all out there. I, for I, sure. I met you at
1: the elbow rule, but uh, you know, but you know, you probably don't remember that, but <laughs> that's cool though.
3: You no, know, I remember that show. It was crazy, man. But yeah, I'll be out there uh, in about a month or so. So once we lock all this in. So I'll see you there.
1: No doubt, Scott. Peace, bro. I
3: right, yo in a minute. All right.
1: All right. That right. right quick, man. Yeah. Let's uh let's wrap up. You good?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. man. What what you think, man? You... I
2: mean, yeah, I mean, he was he was great. I mean, he's, I think everything he was looking forward to just being able to kinda I guess me you know talk about his albums and meander a little bit off topic to talk about, you know, different cultural issues going on, about where his role is in place and placing, you know, rap is and how he compares himself to the greats. And he handled everything he handled everything very well. And I think and also very tactfully. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, people in the business don't always, are not always as skilled in that aspect of it. You know, whether it was you know, how do I feel amongst the grays or it was clearing samples, whatever it was, he was always able to, or gentrification, he was always able to, you know, address it in a tactful manner. And that's something, and more than anything, extremely humble, which is some for someone of his standing, at least, you know, our, our personal sites is, is definitely refreshing. It was great. Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely enjoyed uh, being,
1: talking with that brother, having a good, uh, you know, it was a good 90 minutes, business, man. I know he was, he was ready to move at the end. But it's going oh, so right. You know, I'm sure he, was, he got a lot of other things to do. Peace yeah. to him and his family and everything. And, uh, yeah, man, we, you know, like I say, just uh, really appreciate everyone who watched the show tonight. Uh, if you got any thoughts on Sky Zoo, or anything else that we talked about tonight, man, feel free to hit us up on social media. Uh, you know, hit us up on uh YouTube, hit us up on uh, you know, hit a uh, war media up. Of course if you're watching this on our, our Twitter, uh, you know, you know, keep in contact. If you got anybody that you wanna see on this show, man, uh, you know, you know, feel free to let us let us know the recommendations. Look, I you never know how you can hit people up. Like I just I just inbox Scott. <laughs> and he and he came up. Scott, again, we talk about how humble and you know you know, uh he is and that and whatnot. You know, he handled apparently he handles all his own media. So he's not he doesn't have any in-between people or nothing, you know, if you want to get him on the show. You know, if you got a show, I I recommend it. Hit him up. You wanna to talk to him. You know, he he'll, he'll hit you back. So and you can get a show like this like we had tonight. So uh <laughs> so definitely appreciate that man and and like I say wish him the best. And you know, uh I'll definitely uh make aware uh, to our audience uh when he's in Chicago. Uh so uh, we're well, not here cuz I'm definitely here about it so. <laughs> but uh yeah, for now though we uh we going to head out for tonight. You know, we uh maybe on our next show we'll just uh build amongst ourselves and talk over you know, things that's going on in the world but uh yeah, we just going to leave the leave the interview at that tonight and uh, yeah, that's it for now man. Uh Hey, Dave. Anything else? <laughs> Your birthday no. coming back pretty soon, man. How you feeling?
2: Oh, feeling good, man. Feeling good. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah so we uh, um, yeah, we I, I we I guess we'll be on before then, cause it, that's like towards the end of next week.
2: Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, next Friday. Yeah.
1: We'll yeah, we'll see we'll see what we get what we do before then, but uh, yeah. Until then, though, I'm Kyle. It's Dave. You know, from Chicago to L.A., we wish you nothing but love, peace, happiness, and head grease. It's all <laughs> right. <laughs> if you got it. Peace. Oh, yeah, everybody's chillin'. Tommy Tom. Yeah. What's up, baby? What's up, man? Hey, hey baby. My side nigga. Woo! Taking care of the community? Yes, indeed. I'm taking care of you, too. Money-making
0: Mitch. we making that real money. Come on, I'm broke, baby. I ain't got no money. Bullshit. I see you shining, nigga. I can smell a motherfucker with money. (laughs) Even Ray Charles can see you got money. Standing out in front of the 2-4 With a bunch of walking pharmacies For you and yours, pick-up time Scuffed Tims with a kick-up grind Playing jacks with the scraps Come and pick up your dimes This is everyday people like arrested development The weight so lethal you were better it was heaven sent But God don't bless this corner We the bottom of the bucket We lucky he protect this corner When the stress build on us We burn leafs and twist tops Duck behind the popcorn bags of ditch cops hiding behind the cheerios when the coast clear we approach there like here we go here we go see what you call hope they call dope quiet is kept It's the words that's all spoke one rule young and get it and dash same place where your life depends on a brick and a half you wanna look for either that or you inside on the cook cook steaming crack look at your eyes dude you gotta wear a mask if you decide to do that you can't be inhaling the smell of cooking a slab. Fuck with that if you want to. I'm posting in front of the corner store when you come through. I peak that 45 Magnum Street between Kilo Ave and Brick Place, and all of this shakes in front of the bodega. The the bodega. The the bodega. Sun up, sun down. Get your rep out here, so when you come around, you think twice before saying a word. Think twice before playing the curve. The bodega. The the bodega. The the bodega. The the bodega. Sun up, sun down. Get your rep out here So when you come around Think twice before saying a word Think twice before playing the curve The bodega The, the bodega the, the bodega Yeah I used to old bread the pop My would give him half When I jumped on his sandwiches I saw the way the feds get cocky where they snatched my man when they cuffed him and handled him Was fucking disgraceful Right in front of the store, they shoved him on the floor And they gave him a face full. Burners in his teeth, with his rights yelled at him he spitting on his fitted and holding what he was pitching what the fuck is you doing, them top's cars They all numbered so they all need to be knocked off And everybody on the ab just look at you, strapped You acting like your badge is bulletproof, relax Cause ain't nothing going on but the rent You need a little crib so it only makes sense Half the block got crew time, and poppy turnt in the high B but a new sign and no clue. Welcome to any ghetto USA. Get a heart, somewhere to start, and you gets paid. Peep it, let's get this money till it's all gone. Fuck the angel on your shoulder saying it's all wrong. Cause cash counts, get that in bounce and keep a desert on you. First time outside, your people's better on you. Standing under the awning, it's me and these sunflower seeds up to the morning. In front of the bodega, the bodega, the, the bodega, the, the bodega. Sun up, the sun down. Get your rep out here, so when you come around, think twice before saying a word. Think twice before playing the curb. Bodega, the the bodega, the the bodega, the the bodega. Sun up, the sun down. Get your rep out of here, so when you come around, think twice before saying a word. Think twice before playing the curb. Bodega, the the bodega, the the bodega.